welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Stephen Mitchley. He's the chief strategy officer that leads Vitality's group, Digital and Global Partner Disciplines. He brings 25 years of experience and expertise in overseeing operations and technology to the Vitality Group product team. Mr. Mitchley joined Vitality Group's parent South Africa-based Discovery Holdings Limited in 2000, and he's had exposure across the group, leading large-scale process reengineering activities and designing and building operations for new products and services. Prior to helping found the Vitality Group as Chief Operating Officer in 2007, he headed up the Business Solutions Division responsible for broad operating model design, quality management, resource planning, data integrity, business intel, and system support. He's an outstanding leader in, in healthcare, but also uh, a mechanical engineer by training. That also uh, uh, He also received his master's degree with papers published internationally. Uh, it's uh, such a privilege to, to have Stephen join us today. We'll be discussing uh, a lot of different things, especially around behavior change platforms and uh, making choices easier. Uh, so such a pleasure to, to have you here with us, Stephen. Thanks so much for joining. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell me more, Stephen, about what inspires your work in healthcare. I joined about 20 years ago, and I was attracted to Discovery and Vitality by its very public communication around its values and its core purpose, which was to make people healthier. They've expanded that a little bit to making people healthier and protecting and enhancing their lifestyles. But the, the idea that you could join a company that wasn't trying to beat the competition, but was really trying to make a difference, that attracted me to the company. We have eight, eight values that everyone subscribes to as you join, and there's a real sense of commitment to this nobler purpose of making people healthier, dealing with our teammates. Yeah, I've, I have a difficult day from time to time, as you all do, but I'm always brought back to this idea that as bad as my day was, the actions and the, the effort that we've all put in has actually made a difference in somebody's life. So that, that inspires me in, you know, to work in the space as opposed to mining or engineering. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a, a really strong purpose and I think what motivates a lot of us in, in healthcare. What would you say makes what your business does are you know, really kind of around the healthcare ecosystem? How are you guys adding value? Sure. So I think it's fair to say that we're the pioneers of uh, the concept shared value insurance. Mm -hmm. And when it, the company was started 27 years ago, the focus wasn't only on the supply side of healthcare, so doctors, pharmacists, hospitals, but rather also on the demand side. So the founder, Adrian Gore, created a program with, that sought to establish a relationship with the end consumer and it attempts to nudge them towards healthier decisions. These healthier lifestyle choices is things like physical activity, less alcohol, healthy nutrition, non-smoking, um, obviously have a profound effect on the, the broader risk pool for the insurer or the broader um, load on the health ecosystem. So in a very real sense, consumers can create value through their choices, and that value that is created can be shared back with them. So our, our models have, have really tried to, to incentivize people towards healthier outcomes, healthier behaviors, knowing that as they achieve those incentives, they are creating value downstream. Um, this has worked incredibly well in healthcare, life insurance, financial services, even banking. And I think it's both effective, but frankly, it's, it really resonates with the participants. 
Yeah, I think it's an interesting model. And so to help better understand, are you guys both an insurer and a wellness company? Yeah, that's correct. In our primary markets, we, we act as the insurer. So in, in South Africa and the UK, very vibrant, large insurance uh, businesses, both in short-term insurance, life insurance, and health insurance. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in the day, in 2000, we, we actually started a healthcare insurance company here in, in the US, but it's very difficult to start an insurance company from scratch, uh, certainly at that time, um, just mm-hmm. given the dominance of the Blues and the Uniteds. And what we found was, the, the Vitality Program, the Wellness Wellbeing Program, which has always been central to our product offerings, resonated with the market. So we wound on the insurance business and stood up a, a wellness company that was focused on the needs of self-insured employers, and that was then the Vitality Group. Since then, we've taken the Vitality concept, and we've learned that we don't want to get into founding insurance companies, but we've taken that concept, and we've partnered with the largest insurers in the world, um, Pingong in China. Um, AIA in Southeast Asia. We've um, we've got a joint product with John Hancock called John Hancock Vitality. So really using their their insurance backbone and infrastructure and bolting on this this loyalty and reward and wellness program um, to ignite that membership base. Fascinating. And so still, you kind of still play as an insurer in certain markets like South Africa and the UK, but overall, You've become a partner to insurers and in, in, in the way that they deliver wellness programs to folks. And I would imagine just the insight that you guys have, having played both roles, is very beneficial to both the consumer and the payer. Can you comment on that? Yeah, given the, the rich history of um, several hundred million life years in, in South Africa and now in, in the UK, we really have a fine sense of What's the outcome that you get through activities? So what does physical activity physically do for the claims and hospitalization trends? So we can relate the outcome of those, those inputs to the actual incentive reward that we would want to put in front of the member. And that's, that's how we've got this, um, this model of shared value insurance uh, developed. So while may, many folk will say, you know, you should exercise more, we all understand that. But how do you get people to engage in the exercise? and engage in the choices that they're making for, for their health. So having that first-hand experience of actually servicing customers, having to market the products, I think we're, we're really well positioned to be able to understand the domain for insurers here in the U.S. and help them navigate the, the relationship with the customers as well as the, um, you know, the, the actual nuts and bolts of, of making the thing work. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. And, and what would you say makes what you guys do different or better than what's available out there today because they're, you know, the market's there, right? And I feel like more and more people are starting to realize the value of wellness. But what would you say distinguishes vitality? Well, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, it's a very efficient market. <laughs> a lot of the innovations that we were coming up with um, five, six years ago are quite frankly um, quite common today. So what, what differentiates us is this shared value model that I spoke about. Um, I think it creates a unique dynamic between the consumer and the provider of the service or the insurance. So in a real sense, the Vitality Program is a relationship bridge. Um, the comprehensive nature of the, the program means that this connectivity that we create extends into the day-to-day world around the individual. So it's on their phone, on their risk, you know, through Apple Watches and garments, etc. Um, so in a, in a roundabout kind of way, we're, we're almost augmenting your, your everyday mm-hmm. and 
what you're doing with what has traditionally felt like a, a ethereal concept of an insurance entity that's paying things for you. So you you don't really touch and feel your insurance, but by bringing that the the concepts of reward within the insurance to the day to day, you almost take a an inverted augmented reality approach where I'm exercising today and I know that my insurance is looking after me because they're paying for my watch, for instance. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's you know, that is so true, right? Because you you have your insurance company and we all know that you don't use it unless you need it and you don't think about it <laughs> unless you need it. Uh, but you know it's there, right? And so what happens in between and what's that relationship look like? So maybe you could share a little bit about that, Stephen. How has the way that you guys work made things better for consumers or, or even employers? Yeah, so I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the, typically uh, health insurance has about a 10% online registration rate, maybe less than that. It's difficult to actually reach customers. So you can imagine that if if the, the general health insurance environment has low digital penetration, it's it's even less so for life insurers. Mm. Um, if you look at the John Hancock Vitality Program, we've, we've seen engagement rates north of the 60% range. And that level of interaction, that level of, of um, engagement, digital engagement with the product, we see that extend into the corporate wellness programs, the healthcare solutions that we offer. So it, it really is a, a relationship vehicle. So yes, we do focus on behavior change. Yes, we do focus on on outcomes, but at, at its core, we see people really get ignited by the idea that, gee, we're, we're there to help them be a better them, and the insurer or the employer is on that, that journey with them. So the, these sort of incredibly high engagement rates, which are, are atypical in the market, I think is a is a big boost for the, the ability to be able to reach out and assist, you know, whether it's um, you've got a comorbidity that needs attention, or you just simply need a, a bit more nudging to keep you you active. Yeah, you know, uh, Stephen, I appreciate that idea. And it's fresh, it's different. You know, as an insurer, even as an employer, right, that that pays the bills, you're really not engaging. And the, the differentiator that you guys provide is, let's help employees, people engage with their insurance weekly, daily, monthly. And in this way, because I mean, hey, I've had, you know, I've I've paid for my own insurance. I've I've been through employer insurance, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, United, and the reality is, like you said at the beginning, hey, okay, maybe I need to find a physician. So then I go on their platform and I go look who's in network. But in between, there's nothing there. Like I've never felt any connection or touch point to them. It's a big differentiator. Yeah, we we like to think so, but um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, more fundamentally. I mean, uh, if I come back to the core purpose of making people healthy, you can't do that unless you have a relationship with them. So, if your mindset yeah. is listen to the consumer, engage with the consumer, I think you 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 see fundamentally different outcomes in many ways. So, what would you say has been one of the biggest setbacks you guys have experienced, and what was the key learning that came out of that? Yeah, for for me, undoubtedly, it was the economic crisis of two thousand eight and two thousand nine. We had, in 2008, launched the Vitality uh, Program on a standalone basis to employer mm-hmm. as we, we went on the, the health insurance business. And late 2008, I moved to Chicago as chief operating officer. The economic downturn kicked in. And 
it had a massive impact on all our employer clients. We saw absolutely no sales for a year and a half. We saw ma- massive decreases in in membership under man- management because, quite frankly, a lot of the employers were you know, went insolvent. Um, so that was a tough time. And then, as a startup, we had to be incredibly frugal with our investments. So we spent a lot of time listening to our customers and determining which tools and capabilities they found the most valuable. I think our focus on the core purpose and the value of innovation and optimism really helped us weather the storm. But more more fundamentally, we emerged from that very dark period with a much deeper appreciation for the inclusion of customer feedback, whether it's you know, the, the purchase of your product or the, the actual use of the product in our product development. You know, today, we, we talk about design thinking as a discipline in digital, but you know, in a real, very real sense, even back then, we were engaging with folk before presupposing the, the product that would that would assist them. So I think that value system was a great anchor for us during the time. And um, I, I see it today with um, the situation that we're in with COVID, that it's very much a driving force of how we think through what what is the right thing to do today to better support our customers. Love it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's well said. It was a tough time. And you know, we're kind of going through a tough time here with COVID-19, but now you guys are more established and, you know, you've I've noticed on your site, you got some COVID-19 resources. Can you tell us a little bit about those resources? And, you know, I, I know people are always looking for, for help and perspective. Tell us about that. Yeah, with pleasure. Um, I think given the background that we've got with your large health insurer in South Africa, large health insurer in the UK, we obviously have access to to data on from a medical perspective, we've got access to both clinicians and actuaries that are tracking exactly what's going on on globally. Every market that we're in, we've we've responded with adjustments to the program that are, are very very in tune with where people are at. Um, if I look at the UK, for instance, they've turned the program on its head and are supporting people while they are, are at home, rather than keep it static and say, "Gee, you know, you need to go running." I mean, people can't run, so providing support, whether it be discounts to online materials or discounts to online programs, discounts to, to devices that you can use on home. Um, in South Africa, the, 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 the company there is very large. It owns about 50% of the market, and they're working in lockstep with, with the uh, South African government to provide the resources that the country needs, even to the underserved population. I think, yeah, we've taken a lot of that content, a lot of that thinking. We've repackaged it for our employers, focusing on, you know, things that make a difference while in isolation. It's, you know, there are some, some key principles that you can apply to make sure that as you are in lockdown or as you are in, in a sheltered environment, that you can still be pr- productive, you can still be effective, you can address you know, the dangers of, of being isolated. Oh, that's some great resources. Folks, uh, vitalitygroup.com, at the top menu bar, there's COVID-19 resources. Love what they've done there and definitely a, a great uh, thing to check out. That's vitalitygroup.com, COVID-19 resources, uh, and beyond, right? They're, they're, uh, they're doing some really unique things here to, to help both employers and, and payers uh, with what they're doing, increase that level of engagement. What would you say you're most excited about, Stephen? Well, if I reflect on the 20 years with the company, I'm pretty proud of what we've managed to accomplish, but I, I really am I'm incredibly excited by the ability for us to do so much more, particularly enabled by technology. We've got fantastic engagement rates. We've got great outcomes globally. And yet, 
I've, I've got a real sense that we're just scratching the surface. I mean, in every market, we see deep relationships being formed between the program and its participant. So injecting even greater personalization of experience and program focus, I think can only help the lift that the program gives to transforming lives. So yeah, although I'm a little long in the tooth in the industry, I, 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 I just have the sense that we could do so much more. And quite frankly, it, yes, it's dark times at the moment, but things are getting easier. Technology is becoming easier to deploy. Interactions are becoming easier to facilitate. You know, there are a lot of the sort of wasteful interactions that you had in the past are, are being obviated by digital solutions. So I'm just really excited by how the, the emerging technologies that we've got, the penetration of, of uh, mobile access, um, can enable us to have richer, more meaningful discussions and more tailored solutions for individuals. Awesome. Oh, that's definitely exciting. And, you know, we're all looking for different resources and, and things to keep ourselves inspired. Uh, what book would you recommend to, to the listeners, Stephen? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of an oldie, but I, I, think, I think it's a great book by Eli Goldratt called The Goal, um, which, which takes the idea of the, the theory of constraints, but, but um, just tells a story around that. And I think I've, I found some of those principles as being very good anchor points in thinking through problems. And I think as we go through, through the COVID experience and we start having to reimagine pieces of our business and responses to inevitable economic disruption, I think that's a... That's a really great book to to go through because I think it gives you a fairly fresh perspective of of how to um, tackle problems quite differently. By by nature, I'm a very optimistic person, but I think with my engineering skill set, I'm also very constructive. So that book in particular, I think, helps you get that the feeling of okay, so I've got this problem. What are the constraints? How do I maximize the constraints? But it it does so in a, a very easy to read narrative and. You know, as as folk are, are probably battling to find something meaningful to watch on TV with every all the show stuff, <laughs> yeah, sports stuff. That that might be a good yeah. bedside read. I love it. I love it. Great recommendation. And folks, you know where to go. Outcomesrocket.health in the search bar. Type in Vitality Group, and uh, you'll see the full transcript of our discussion with Stephen today. Links to the company. Links to the book that he recommended, and a lot of other things there. Stephen, what a, what a pleasure to, to learn more about what you guys do and how you do it differently. Before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could continue the conversation with you or someone on your team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, at the moment, I'm, I'm particularly, about, particularly passionate about um, weight management and um, how, do you, how do we harness mobile connectivity to, to help with that? So we're, we're working on Fairly unique approaches in the space, uh, particularly in behavioral, behavioral change and how to assist members. And I, I think I take away from that that as bleak as things look today on a data basis, it's, it's important to really maintain your sense of optimism. And we've been through far bigger challenges as a society and we will overcome this experience. But importantly, underpin that optimism with constructive action. So seek opportunities to structure your day differently or set up time to reach out to people to ward off isolation and you know, to not be feeling connected or even do something bolder like help communities that are risk around you. So my sense is if, as we go through this, if you maintain your sense of optimism and, and try and focus on what constructively can you do for this future that we're moving into, I think it, it really is a good 
a good way to approach it. Uh, and I'm certainly taking that, that approach as, as is our company. And um, I mean, the, the, a great resource, a great place to reach out is on the vitalitygroup.com. We've got a, a contact us page and you know, happy, to, happy to assist people as, as they go through this. Outstanding, Stephen. That's awesome. And, you know, that's a great note to, to sign off on is, you know, keep that optimism high and match it up with some constructive action. You know, I, I had an opportunity to, to go to the COVID-19 resources you guys provide, and there's this really neat bingo card. And some of the ideas on there are inspiring. Um, you know, like, uh, just for example, uh, get dressed as if you're in the office, <laughs> like just do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, make a healthy dish with items in your pantry, try a new recipe. So the, there's a whole list. So folks check that one out. I'll actually provide a direct link to that bingo card mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's a really neat way. I'm going to print this off Steven before we're done. <laughs> because there's some really good ideas on there. And uh, I appreciate what, what you guys are doing and, and, and your thoughts and, and definitely wishing you guys the, the most success here as we turn the corner on this disease and, and get into even better times. Absolutely. Thanks, all. Much appreciate your time.